The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Carly Meisberger. Today, we're talking economic development with Matt Miller, the interim president and CEO of Greater Portland, Inc. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm joined in the studio with Matt Miller, who is the interim president and CEO of Greater Portland, Inc. How are you doing? Very good. Good morning. And so Greater Portland, Inc., regional public-private economic development nonprofit. Yes. The one, the one word that sticks out to me in that is nonprofit. Obviously, this is a show that we talk about nonprofits. Uh, uh, Greater Portland, Inc. sounds like a for-profit company. Sure. Well, yeah, let me unpack the regional public-private nonprofit economic <laughs> development thing. So regional, we represent the seven-county bi-state metro, so two counties in southwest Washington, five here in Oregon. Uh, Public-private nonprofits, so about 50% of our resources and our board leadership come from the government. So cities, counties, uh, the ports, community colleges, universities, um, and then the other 50% come from the private sector. Uh, So mostly service providers, folks interested in growing economic opportunity. Um, Nonprofit economic development. Um, We, our goal is mission driven, you know, we're, so we're focused on job creation through a particular type of economic development. There's all sorts of economic development happening in the region, but we focus on a few things. Um, And it's economic development in our mission because we're really focused on job creation. And when you say there's there's different models or different types of economic growth or, or development, um, can you can you in real simple terms explain what the philosophy of Greater Portland Inc. is? Yeah. Uh, so our our focus is to attract new investment to the region. So that's really new business to grow here, whether it's small early scale comp- early stage companies or it's large multinational conglomerates. We're focused on attracting new investment, domestic and international, into the into the region, and 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 focused, I, I believe, largely on tech, health, and outdoors. Yeah, so we have six clusters that we focus on. Um, let's see if I can get them all in one fell swoop: metals and machinery manufacturing, semiconductor, which we call computers and electronics, software and media, athletic and outdoor, health science and technology, and clean technology. So let's let's talk through the um the uh the the I don't know if it'd be the courting phase of one of these businesses. Um so there there there's a company that's out there and it's shopping around for a new city and a new location. Is is that is that somewhat where you step into the storyline? Yeah, so I would say that we're not interested in companies that are gonna wholesale move from another place to another place. We think that's probably an indicator there's something wrong with the business model ultimately. We're interested in growing companies and companies that are going to um, they're going to they're they're looking for markets that are going to support their strategy. They're looking for places with competitive advantage. 
And so that's what we're marketing to with regard to the six clusters. So for instance, if you had a semiconductor company, which this region has thrived because of semiconductor investment for over 40 years, um, there's really five or six places in the United States that you're going to choose if you're going to look domestically in the, in the United States. And so what we want to do is get in front of those companies and talk to their strategists and say, you know, what is it that you're looking to achieve? Um, and perhaps our market with the right mix of labor or the ability to move goods and people, our proximity to California and, and Asian markets, um, you know, what is the mix of all the site selection factors that might put Greater Portland in front of other regions? So, yeah, we want to get in front of them and tell them and, and, and talk to them about that. It's, it's, we want to take a very strategic approach to that with the companies. Is there a success story that you can share, a recent one? Um, sure, yeah. Uh, let's cover, let's do advanced manufacturing since we're sort of on it. Um, there's a, a division of De Beers called Element 6, which is a UK company, uh, Element, the sixth element being carbon. Um, and what they do is they have a very technical process where they are able to grow diamonds. And so they were looking for a facility uh, globally uh, to uh, scale this diamond growing operation. Rather than mine them, they want to grow them. And uh, ultimately, site selection looked at power quality, power redundancy, power cost, um, proximity to major airports, uh, good engineering talent base, um, a market that had experience working with a manufacturing industry base, etc. And this company uh, ended up zeroing in on five or six different markets, so Greater Portland, other markets in rural Washington, um, the upper Midwest, Eastern Canada, and Eastern Europe. And at the end of the day, after a couple of years of working with them, we were able to secure their investment in Gresham, where they're going to create 60 um, middle-wage manufacturing jobs and invest $94 million of capital in, in you know, seven acres, I think it is. So very capital intense, good job densities in that um, operation. Um, you know, these folks that are going to get those jobs are going to have pathways within that, you know, the, the operation. So that's what we're about. We're trying to create that economic opportunity on what limited lands we have left. And I, I would say that's a big deal for Gresham. I mean, Gresham is, has, 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 um, down on its heels. Is that fair to say a little bit? Um, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would say that. I mean, okay. I think they have a pretty strong industrial base. I think uh, East Multnomah County in general. Uh, I think there's people mishmash various submarkets together, and they come up with aggregate figures sometimes that might mask some of the success that has been taking place there. But there's a robust logistics industry base, a robust manufacturing base there. Um, but yeah, the the area, East Multnomah County in general, has not seen as much economic prosperity. It's an ongoing issue for this region and something that needs to be addressed. And now I I just want to also understand. So there is a company out there, and they contact you. You hear about it. I mean, is is there a chat group that's happening? How do you, how do you find out that these companies yeah. are looking for uh, a, a new place to open up a plant or a branch or a company? Sure. That's a great question. So we generally um, take three, we, we generally see three channels, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word. So we reach out directly to companies after doing a, a lot of market research. Uh, we have some proprietary tools that look at companies that have a likelihood of propensity to expand. Um, so we'll reach out directly to them. 
we then reach also out to site selection professionals and folks in corporate real estate and um, um, and they're they're in probably a handful of markets nationwide and we go out and we talk to them about what's going on here what has been successful what hasn't what are some opportunities they could be looking at when working with clients uh, and then we build out a network so any and everybody that can come in touch with companies we try to have a relationship with them those could be private folks they could be folks in NGOs um, we're just trying to let them know that should they come across a company looking to evaluate the region or a re or us versus others we're we're here to spearhead that for them and other cities have organizations similar to this yes this is pretty ubiquitous I mean I I did this work in Phoenix uh, Seattle has just opened up and and significantly uh, capitalized a new regional group as of a few a couple years ago so yeah almost everywhere you go in the United States you'll find uh, a regional economic development model focused on this new investment angle and then, and then where does funding come from? I mean, because this is not a charitable uh, right. uh, uh, service that you're providing. You are, I mean, is, you know, if we're talking about an executive search, it'd be a headhunter and they would get a, a payment from the company of a certain percentage of the, the salary potentially. But how, how, where's the funding coming from? Yeah. So our funding is 95% from members. So it's investment in our organization. So cities in, in, invest in us. Uh, the ports, community colleges, universities, um, private sector service providers. And then we also have a, a, another nonprofit within our organization that focuses on regional strategic planning for economic development. And so the federal government gives us remuneration uh, to execute on that. Uh, and then one more question before we take a music break here. I'm really curious about, so you, you talked about uh, working with commercial uh, uh, um, brokers for, for real estate potentials. Mm -hmm. When you are marketing to a company to relocate or open a branch, uh, say in Gresham, are you is part of your services also saying, hey, we have the 60 employees lined up or we have the agency that can do it? Or is it more of a general sense of this is the type of employment uh, employees that are out there? Yeah, it's both. I mean, we, we start with the market research because we want them to choose the region. So we want them to choose Greater Portland over Denver or Salt Lake or Phoenix or something. Um, and then through our public-private board and network, we um, very quickly and you know very professionally connect them with resources. Um, so for instance, we work very closely with the Workforce Investment Boards and the WorkSource offices in Washington and Oregon, uh, in addition to working with community colleges and universities to talk about talent pipeline and get them as plugged in as quickly as possible to the resources there. And what sort of adjectives do you use to describe the job force here when you're when you're marketing to companies? Uh, highly skilled, highly talented. Um, we we often couch it in, you know. So for instance, in if you go into Phoenix, um, it's giant sprawled out market, uh, and so the the folks down there marketing will say, well, we have four and a half million people, uh, labor force, you know, commensurately sized. Um, what we like to talk about is your access to a market or to a labor market because of our special urban form. You know, we've engineered the market so that um, 15 and 30 minutes can really capture a lot of, uh, of talent. Um, but I think uh, we have a, a highly productive and the data bear it out, highly productive workforce. Um, we have very creative workforce. 
Um, and so it depends on what that company is looking for, and we can we, we work to try to clearly articulate what it what that value could be. Matt Miller is interim president and CEO of Greater Portland Inc. And now you brought in an artist that you'd like us to play. Yeah, so I you know I didn't have a clever song for economic development, but I like jazz uh, and I like homegrown jazz, and so Esperanza Spalding seems appropriate. Tells me, yards are slipping down. 
This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm Phil Bussey. I'm talking in the studio today with Matt Miller, who is Interim President and CEO of Greater Portland, Inc. Now, let's talk about your board of directors. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It's a who's who. I mean, this is mayors of Portland, Vancouver, big law firms. Um, Boy, I mean, that sounds like a lot of type A personalities in (laughs) one room. can Can you talk to us? What are board meetings like? I... To me, they're focused and they're highly productive. I mean, I, our our board are very, they're squarely behind what we do. Um, they care deeply about what we're trying to achieve. They know the importance of attracting new investment to the market. Um, so I, I would say uh, we have a very, um, they're, they're cheerleaders, they're hands-on, they're helping figure this stuff out. They're yeah, helping us open up um, new relationships across the region and elsewhere across the country or world through their network. So I, I find the board um, uh, very refreshing and very helpful. And and one of the other things that would seem to be potentially tricky to balance or navigate is that, say you have a, a, a company that, that you're, that's looking to relocate and, and you need to point them towards the direction of Gresham or Vancouver and now board members are going to obviously have an uh, inherent interest in where that company lands. How how do you navigate that and make sure that everybody's, um, all the board members and all the members of the organization are happy? It's a good question. Um, I'll tell you, we haven't, we have not run into a situation where we have board members or interests driving projects to any one location. I think people recognize that especially given the way we've developed as a region, that when we're able to secure investment in one community, many communities will benefit. And the, the rising tide lift all, lift all boats kind of uh, thought thinking drives a lot of that. So there's recognition that, you know, a good example is Intel draws thousands of engineers uh, from across the Columbia, from across the Willamette every day. Um, and so they're their impact is reverberated throughout the region. And I think all of our board members understand that. In fact, I've ne- I'm surprised I haven't run into a situation where we haven't had more folks forcefully trying to push economic opportunity into some of their sub-communities. But at the end of the day, or into their sub-markets and their communities. But at the end of the day, um, what we try to do is make it an objective site selection process within the region and let the company choose what's optimal for them. Um, you know, Element 6 is a good example. That company was seriously considering four communities here. And at the end of the day, it really came down to Vancouver and Gresham. And ultimately, um, they were able to find what they needed uh, at the timeline that they, they needed in Gresham. And I'm sure they'll be employing Southwest Washingtonians as a result of their operation. How did you get involved in all of this work? I mean, because this this seems like you know this is very heady stuff. And and but what? How did you? What was your first interest, or how did you get drawn into this? That's always an interesting question because <laughs> uh, people in economic development rarely go to school for economic development. Um, I got out of graduate school at the U of O in two thousand and six, and moved to Arizona uh, because there wasn't a lot of economic opportunity in Eugene at the time. And my wife was from Arizona, and so we thought, why don't we? try it down there. Um, and as the world's oldest millennial, I've timing is everything. I think <laughs> I've, I moved down there right as the bubble began to burst. Um, <laughs> and in Arizona, they lost, you know, well over a hundred thousand jobs in a matter of months. 
Um, and so the one economic opportunity that I saw uh, as a, a career track at the time was to get into economic development. Um, so um, I got laid off and decided, I, was, I think it was on jobbing.com or whatever it was down in Phoenix at the time, refreshed the browser and job opened up at the regional EDO, uh, Economic Development Organization. So that's what I took. And um, it was a really interesting experience because down there anyway, a lot of folks were looking to us to uh, do what we could as fast as humanly possible to sort of uh, rectify what was happening in the region. So, um, and then serendipitously, while I, I wasn't a big fan of Arizona, <laughs> I was looking to move back to Oregon um, but a colleague of mine ended up getting the CEO job here in Portland. And I said, if you need someone to help build out your business development program, I'll do it for you. And so uh, it's been about five years since I've been back. I mean, it would seem like a really uh, both fun and challenging job in that you get to um, sell the region and in some ways uh, help nudge uh, the, the future of the region. Yeah, it, it's it, and, and, you know, economies are complex systems and we are but one um, element in a giant complex system and we are seven people uh, in a small nonprofit uh, that with you know we have a lot of responsibility to be marketing and to be bring be bringing people together to strategically plan but a variety of institutions have to see common goals and we need to align um, their interests behind some of those common goals if we're going to uh, achieve some of the more complex outcomes that we need to achieve to make this a great place, uh, to make it, to help it to continue to be a great place. Yeah. And so this is, I'd like to round out the discussion here with, with obviously a very difficult question, but you know, and if you had the, the succinct answer to it, you'd, you'd make us all very wealthy, but <laughs> what do you see five years down the road for the economic composition of, of the region? I mean, you rolling back, you know, 50 years ago, and clearly this was a, this is a port, this was manufacturing. Um, you know, I think a lot of the, the latter part of the 20th century was built on what World War II brought with, with shipbuilding, um, you know, and, 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 and then, you know, latter part of the 20th century and turn of the century was with certainly some of the marquee, the Nike, the Adidas, the Columbia Sportswear. Where, where do you see things going five years from now? What kind of companies are you seeing out there that are looking to expand or that are that are attracted to Portland? That's a great question. Yes, if I it was did, a long-winded question. No, but, but if if I did know that, I yes, I wouldn't be doing this. Probably, <laughs> I'd be um, a gazillionaire somewhere. Um, well, what I would hope is that we are a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive economy in five years. I hope that we are a more diversified economy, generally speaking, in five years. I think we suffer on the diversity, equity, inclusion side of things. Um, we suffer from a shared prosperity. Uh, it's not uniform in this region. That needs to be addressed. Uh, I do think we are overly dependent and concentrated in some of our industri industrial base, and so we need to find a way to continue to grow new opportunities and new industry. Um, so that's that's what I would hope for. I don't know where the puck is going exactly, um, but we're getting ready to undertake some work with Metro and other regional institutions to try to figure out where the economy is going and how we should be best positioning ourselves, um, not only on the you know marketing side of things, but really from the the technical competitiveness side of things. We need to 
there's a whole host of things that GPI does not control that we need to be thinking about. You know, K-12 um, graduation rates there and how, you know, the equitable issues about not really developing our homegrown talent, um, transportation and affordability. So all these things have to come together um, if we're going to try to achieve some of those aims five years from now. Yeah, I mean, that that is, you, you bring up two really important uh, um, factors. I mean, one, for for as wonderful as as Portland and the Portland area is, the graduation rates are 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 not um, that solid, and and then that coupled with uh, compared to certainly ten fifteen years ago, where Portland was uh, the most affordable city on the West Coast, that is that is a statement that's that's increasingly difficult to say, and that that does make it difficult to I would imagine as a selling point uh to say hey you can bring your company here and everybody's going to li- live like ki- kings and queens yeah. and that that's trickier to say now it is absolutely trickier to say i mean i i don't think it's a great thing that we're always the arbitrage market for people in seattle and san francisco um we're i think we'll always commensurately be more affordable but uh compared to those places but um I don't know if that's a, that's not an economic development strategy. So we need to figure that out. Matt Miller is the interim president and CEO for Greater Portland Inc. Thank you so much for coming in and and uh, giving us some very big macroeconomic uh, thoughts for the day. Thank you for having me. The nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.